Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. And uh, having worship. And I just wanted to just wrap up with a couple of thoughts today. Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. That's God's plan and that's still his plan. And no matter what goes on with political correctness or other stuff, that is and will always be God's plan. And he's created family, he's created marriage, he's created his plans and purposes and it's for us to learn the journey and discover. And for men, often you need to have it modelled. And uh, guys, we need someone to model it and, and pass it on. Ephesians 6, 1 to 4 in the Amplified says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So all the younger kids are over there probably learning something like that now. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. Wow. For this is right, for obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Honour, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful for them. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. Wow, that is so powerful. And after 35 years of ministry, we've seen people that have honoured their fathers and mothers, even though none of them were perfect, and that word is true. We've watched others who have gone through the pain and rejection and ended up reacting and, and struggling to move on and forgive and release and honour, and it just doesn't go well for your life. It just is, is, doesn't work. The, verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. We had a couple of the guys talking about that. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive. Wow. Nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them. That's a challenge. Because there's usually one will touch your heart or they'll have similar interests to you. And it's a real challenge to make sure we don't show favoritism in our parenting role. And then it goes on. But bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The message of verse 4 says, Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. That's a beautiful thought, isn't it? And God teaches us how to do that. And as dads, it's so easy to get exasperated. I remember when one of our boys was a teenager and just being really difficult and a strong world. And I remember one day I just, I just blurted out and says, That's it, you're grounded for six months. <laughs> and then I looked at Mary Lynn and I thought, oh, How's that going to work? <laughs> I was so frustrated. So we, we compromise on that. But you, you've got to work your way through. And it's so easy as dads to get frustrated or angry or disappointed. And we've got to keep making sure we get the heart of the Heavenly Father. And I just want to look briefly at three Bible characters to wrap it up today. Number one was Cornelius. Acts 10, 1 and 2 says, At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Now, you've got to realise he hadn't fully met Jesus and uh, he, he, he had this God-fearing part and, and God heard his prayer. 
It says, God heard his prayer and supernaturally sent Peter to preach Jesus to them and to teach them about the Holy Spirit. His whole household were baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he was a dad who honored God with the knowledge and understanding he had and then God sent Peter supernaturally through a through a dream and the whole vision thing and he came and the whole house I got baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit because the dad was a God-fearing man and generous to the poor and needy I thought wow that's a powerful powerful story and uh fathers you have a great influence on your whole household by the example of following the Lord with all your heart kids watch when you pray they watch when you worship they watch when you read and obey the Bible and they watch what you give generously to. And it's so true. They just follow our example. And when we don't do it right, thank God for grace and forgiveness. And I find kids are more forgiving than we think. There's been a few times I've had to apologize and say, look, I'm really sorry. I just didn't. That wasn't the best way to do that. We've asked God to help us find a better way. Forgive me. Dads think they lose authority, but if you do it right, you don't. You gain because they see that you're real and honest. They don't want hypocrisy. They want honesty and reality, and, and uh, it's a great way to go. Old Testament fathers, they laid hands on their children and prayed for God's blessing to flow to the next generations. There's power in that. Fathers, mothers, pray blessing on them. We used to do it at night time. We still do it as parents. We Pray blessing for God for them to fulfill all that God's put in their hearts. And it's very powerful to do that. And there's something released when fathers do that. Even if you think, well, I'm not feeling really spiritual now. doesn't matter whether you're feeling spiritual or empowered or not. God honors the principle and the blessing and the power of it. He really does. And the enemy attacks that. So guys don't think they've got the authority or confidence to do it. But let me tell you, just step out and do it with the faith you've got and God will add the rest. Second guy is Barnabas. Acts 4, 36 and 37 says, Joseph, a leader of Cyprus whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, that was his nickname, sold a field he owned and bought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Later on, Barnabas was the one who bought Saul, who was a terrorist, destroying Christians and he had the encounter on the road to Damascus where the lightning came from heaven he was knocked off his horse he was blind for three days he encountered Jesus in a vision and then he became one of the greatest evangelists the world has ever known but he was he had such a reputation he started preaching came to Jerusalem and the Christians didn't trust him that's a trap he just wants to gather us so he can arrest us all you can understand because that was his reputation Barnabas it says in Acts 9 26 when he came to Jerusalem Saul tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believing that he, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told him how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that he had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. You need a Barnabas sometimes to bridge the gaps and introduce people and accept someone with all their heart. In Acts um, 11 22 it says news of this reached the church in Jerusalem there was a great move of God they sent Barnabas to Antioch when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith and a great number of people were brought to the Lord so men stand up and grow in your faith just keep growing you don't have to be a super saint. Just be real and exercise the faith God's put in your heart. Even if it's with fear and trembling, just do it and God will honor it because that's how he's established it. And uh, 
It goes on in uh, Acts 14, 2, Barnabas traveled with Paul on his first missionary journey. And then Acts 15, 36 says, Barnabas invested in a young believer named John Mark who struggled at the beginning of his life in ministry. Barnabas is a great character that we can follow after, having a spirit of encouragement, being full of the Holy Spirit and in faith. So being an encourager is one of the greatest gifts you can have. Encourage your kids. Encourage um, the family unit. Encourage them to follow after the Lord. We can all be encouragers, but it's a choice because you can always look at the negatives. You can always look at what the lack is, but encouraging looks at what they have and what they can become. And the last character, just briefly, I want to look at is King Josiah. I wanted to just pick this guy because he had a terrible upbringing. So if you haven't had a good dad or granddad or family upbringing, you can still turn out really great. This is hope for all of us. I'll just read a couple of verses and we'll wrap it up. 2 Kings uh, 23, 25 says, Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with all of his heart, with all of his soul and with all of his strength in accordance with all the law of Moses. But his dad was a wicked king and generations before him were wicked and someone prayed for him. Someone sowed some seeds him. As an eight-year-old, his dad got assassinated. So at eight, he was put on the throne and obviously had minders to help him. By the time he was 16, he was king of Judah and he turned that whole nation back to God and he had no good example to follow. Someone prayed and supported him. And it gives me hope. It says in 2 Kings 22, when he was eight years old, he became king and reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedediah, daughter of Adiah of Bozkah. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father or ancestor David and did not turn aside to the right or the left. David was his descendant a few generations back somehow he had heard about that and he decided to follow David and not the wicked example or the bad example that was just before him from his father and grandfather. I speak that today that maybe you haven't had a good father image or, or an upbringing that's had some real challenges. That doesn't disqualify you from growing and achieving and becoming a, a man or, or a person of God. And King Josiah, he turned a great revival. He heard about the book of the law. He gathered the leaders. He read it. He restored the temple, which is like the church. He rebuilt it. It had been run down for two generations. He then read the Bible and, and the uh, law. And so there was a great revival went across the whole nation for the 31 years of his leadership. I thought, wow, God can take us and raise us up, whether we've had a great example or a poor example God can still turn it around. And I want you to have that hope today. That so Cornelius was a God-fearing man and generous. God honored him. Barnabas was an encourager and connected with people that others had walked past or thought they weren't good enough. And Josiah became a king that helped turn his whole nation around. Reminds me of the prayer, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory ever and ever. Amen. Let's stand together. John recorded about Jesus in John 14 verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms or mansions. Where? In the Father's house. That's talking about heaven. But he's, He comes and He prepares our hearts. And in the house of your heart, there are rooms that He wants to fill. Dads, I want to encourage you today to make room for God and make sure there's space for God to fill every room in your heart and in your house and in the hearts and rooms within your children's lives. Make room for the Father to build His work in their lives because He's an awesome God. And there are some people here today that God's given you a second or third chance to be connected or reconnected with kids or grandkids. There are some people here today who have got pain because there's still significant pain and disconnection. You're saying, God, how could this ever turn around? You've heard some stories today that have given you some hope. We've heard the word of God. I want us to, to believe that God can turn it around. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. And, and I want you to thank God in your heart for the Heavenly Father that's so faithful, that's right with you. I want you to take a moment to honour your natural fathers or grandfathers, whether they were honourable people in your eyes or not. But I want to encourage you to say, God bless them. Just pray a prayer of blessing on them right now. Even if they've caused you harm or they've caused you great joy and reward, just pray blessing on them right now. Why don't you just pray a blessing? Thank God for those fathers and father figures that God's put in your life, maybe in the church, in your community, your extended family. Thank God for the fathers and father figures that God has put within our lives, <coughs> that we can pray blessing on them. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anyone who has seen Jesus has seen the Father. That's why we sing about Jesus, because He paid the price. And maybe today you're here saying, wow, I don't really know this amazing Heavenly Father like I could or should. Or maybe like some of the dads here, just real Christian men walking the journey, just being real. I want to take a moment just before we finish our service and ask you, do you know amazing Heavenly Father? Do you know how real He is? Do you know His love through Jesus Christ? Has the pain of life or the mistakes of your journey or brokenness, has it drained and robbed you? Jesus is the one who reaches out today. The Father's arms are open wide and through Jesus extends love to you. If you've never opened your heart to Jesus or it's time to reaffirm your faith and recommit to Christ, I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing over you today. And right now in this holy moment, some of you can just feel God touching your heart saying, wow, I've had a blessed life or I've had some real challenges, but I feel safe today and I feel love and I feel something drawing your heart. And that's, that's Jesus calling you. Sir, lady, Today, God's drawing us to close to His heart. 
Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.